Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. As I was uh, preparing for the day uh, there was something which was uh, constantly coming in my head for over two weeks when I was away uh, and uh, for my work, and uh, it was specifically on dreams. You know, it was specifically on certain visions that God was uh, teaching me. And you know, whenever I read something or I uh, go across and access something, those are the things which will keep coming. And I, I felt it like God is significantly speaking uh, to me about. Uh, visions and dreams and and you know how important dreams can play in each one of us life you know it's it's equivalent to like have a goal it's equivalent to like have a goal in your personal life in your career life uh, or or any anything anything that you are passionate about you know for example if if uh, i'm a leader i if if i'm a leader of a church i should specifically carry a vision for which I should work and make sure that I get to that vision. I mean, it should be definitely a godly, uh, godly vision, you know, not like my personal uh, vision. But yeah, if I'm a leader, I should work according to that vision and making sure that I work in the right ways to achieve that vision. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, very easy that, you know, we can interpret dreams. You know, like in, in earlier days, uh, uh, <laughs> I normally see eating. I mean, I normally see, uh, like in early days, like in normal college days, whenever I used to get dreams, it used to be always about eating stuff, you know, you know uh, drinking, drinking soda or something like that. So I never used to understand what exactly those means, you know. And whenever I go back and I tell my mom, you know, I got this dream, my mom would have a typical Malayali response, which I never understood, you know. So, so for a long time, I never really understood uh, how do I uh, uh, interpret a dream or how do I calculatively understand what is God trying to show me? Of course, to have uh, godly dreams, it's very important that you are in connection with God. You know, it, it's not very easy that uh, uh, without being in connection with God, you get godly dreams. You should be in line with God. You should be uh, walking as per God is telling you to, that's when you get uh, those godly dreams. And it's very important to uh, follow that dreams. Not just uh, take that dream and forget it, but understand what is God trying to tell you. And, uh, you know, how, how can we follow that dream? So my whole uh, sermon today is about chasing the dream. Right? So I've given a very uh, funny name, you know. It's called as Dream Project. You know, the reason why I keep, if you have seen all my sermons, I've give, I've give a lot of funny names to uh, the, the topic. Uh, it's because I come from that background. You know, in, in our training, to make training look more attractive, we have to pick up topics and name it according like that, so that people could at least come down and sit for two hours and listen to us. Because that's, that's my bread and butter, basically. You know, basically, I'm a trainer, so I have to put down this, uh, you know, funny things. But... Uh, this is what uh, God actually is, is teaching me in, in a due course, uh, what, what exactly uh, dream can be and how you can benefit uh, with those dreams. Now, I was reading through, I, went, I was going through Twitter, Twitter and I saw this uh, 
post by uh, John Maxwell. He said, dreams are free. Dreams are free, but the journey isn't. And, and that, that really struck me, saying that, yeah, that is so true. You know, I, we had this revival uh, poster out here. Every time I looked at that, I, I thought it has, it has a dream aligned to it. And of course, our church is about dreaming revival. Now, in every day, we can dream about anything that we want. But to get to that dream, it takes certain efforts. It takes certain, uh, certain, certain amount of efforts which, which, which cannot be really measured. You know, it cannot be really measured for one specific dream. Now, that dream, what we have, is probably uh, one person has initially thought of. You know, let's say Pastor Priji had this dream. Now, we all come under that particular dream, that particular vision. So a dream, of course, is free. So probably uh, Pastor Priji, I believe God has spoken to him saying that it's about revival. And it is abiding for every one of us who is present in this church or who is part of this church. Now, if we come here every Sunday, every Saturday or every Sunday, we just, uh, you know, just remember what our vision is saying that revival is one of those and we just uh, forget it after that, it is not going to yield any result. Uh, are we getting it? Right? It's, it's a goal. Let's, let's put it this way. It's a goal. It's a milestone that one has to achieve. If you have to achieve that milestone, you will have to put a significant effort behind it. You know, like a, a, a student who is studying for uh, uh, board exams. You know, of course, uh, we all have these uh, uh, dreams which is pushed down from our parents, basically, saying that you need to get this percentage, you need to get that percentage. But as, as, a, as a child, if, if I'm studying, I personally would have something in my mind which I have to achieve, all right? So when I was studying for my 10th standard, I thought, God, give me first class, that is more than enough. Okay, I don't know whether the first class thing still works. I'm not sure whether the grading system has changed. So first class means 60% those days, all right? So my dream, my goal was to work for 60%. And I knew what is the capacity that I have to achieve that dream, although, a lot of other people thought that I could get distin uh, dix dick ding? distinction, sorry. That is like 75%. That was not really my cup of tea. So I worked for that particular goal which I had. You know, and you don't believe it, I got exactly 60%. <laughs> not a person ahead, not a person behind, exactly not 60%. So my efforts it was calculated. I had a vision and I knew my capacity to achieve it. So I worked according to that, and I, I'm not bragging about my percentage, definitely not a good percentage there, but I'm saying as an example, I knew there is a capacity that was within me, and I have to work according to that. Now, if you, if you look from, from our church point of view, we all are covered under one dream. Let's put that as revival. Now, the very fact that you are there in this church is because God has already considered you for that dream. Amen? Amen? Did you get that? God chooses you for His dream. Sorry, not that, it's not this, but it's His dream. Now, 
Okay, let's, uh, let's see this. We call dreaming revival. We say, okay, Pastor Priji would have this vision. Who would have given this vision to Pastor Priji? God. Now, Pastor Priji is passing this vision to each one of us. We all are leaders here. Now, if we are here, we are chosen, maybe by church, church standard, or maybe by the uh, area that we are in currently, that is because God wants you to be part of that dream which he has given to one certain person. Now, again, those dreams can be at different level. It could be probably, uh, you know, at individual levels, you would have a, a, like a different dream. At a community level or a church level, you would have a different uh, dream. At a family level, you would have a different dream. So all those dreams are given by God himself. If you take the verse, the first verse says, Thessalonians 1.4 says, We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and he has chosen you to be his own people. Now if you look in Bible, David... You know, he was a normal person doing normal stuff. What was he doing? He was probably taking care of those sheep on a daily basis. He was having his own uh, good time. He was, he, was, he was hanging around the bush. He was going here and there. He was having fun. But God chose him for a specific purpose there. And you won't realize right now, probably are you, in, are you part of that plan or not? But you'll have to be persistent. You'll have to be in connection with God to understand what is your dream or what is the dream that God is giving to you. Now, at an individual level, it would differ to everyone. But let's say as a church, we have one dream here, which is revival. Amen? Now, it was only when the Spirit of the God, when that came into David... You know, he, he, he had that capacity or he had that, uh, uh, you know, capacity to uh, undergo anything which is coming in front of him. So, of course, it was, it was already taken into the consideration by God saying that, okay, I'm, ch I'm choosing David for this thing. So God had a plan. God had a dream. Now, it was passed on to David. What did David do? David, did he follow it or he went away from it? It followed it. Quite often what happens is God has a plan, God has a dream for you and we know that but we kind of tend to go away because you think it's the other way around. You know, you think it's, it's, it's not for me it's, or rather I'm not worthy for it or uh, I, I'm not capable of it. And that's when we, we lose that blessing we lose that blessing which was kept aside for me. Are you getting this? Now let's imagine that revival thing that, which was there. It's a blessing that God has given to us. It's a blessing that Jesus has said, you guys have to do it. Now imagine if we don't walk towards that vision, if we don't walk towards that dream, what are we going to miss? What are we going to miss? We're going to miss the biggest blessing that God could ever give us. So the very fact that you're part of this church or you're part of this congregation, that you all have a mission, you all have a dream of God that is given to us as, as, a, as a combination and we have to focus on that. 
So it's, it's not just a name which says Dreaming Revival. It's not just a title that says Dreaming Revival. It's something that we'll have to work towards it. And that's when we can achieve it. Amen? Um, now, as a leader, the, the, the worst thing that we can ever do is to, uh, you know, is to uh, have a sight but no vision. You know, the worst thing as a leader that we can ever do is to have a sight but no vision. If I'm a leader here, like if every one of you are representing yourself as a leader, if you have an objective aligned to it, you have a sight, but you don't have a vision, how do you do it? Then it's of no use. Leadership becomes just like any other title that is given to us. So uh, we got to be very sensitive uh, as, as, uh, as, as Christian leaders that how we follow those understandings, how we follow those, uh, or rather how we convert those dreams into reality. And there is a lot riding on each one of us. Yep. Uh, 1 Samuel 16, 12 says, So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. So this is where God is choosing David, saying that this is the one, anoint him. We all are anointed. That's, I mean, the, the fact that we are here is, is, is a result of that. The fact that we are sitting here is because God has chosen you and me to be part of a particular plan. Amen? Okay. Let's go to the next slide. Yep. Now, it, it's not easy to work towards a dream. You know, God has definitely given dreaming revival as our, as our dream. But... Uh, you know, it's going to be tough, it's going to be ups and downs, but God supernaturally gifts you with what you need for the dream. God supernaturally does it. You can, you can see uh, a change in your, uh, and change in the season that you are in. You know, you can see the change in the atmosphere, the, the, the moment you start working for it. God would make such ways that you won't Im even imagine that even that was possible or not. God can actually change the entire course. You would think, you would look at that scenario and say, it looks impossible for me right now. But God can work in such a way that he can supernaturally gift you those things, supernaturally provide you those things which you won't even have imagined to do it. Uh, let's take a verse. Proverbs 18.16 says, Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. Okay, I want to connect it back to the first point again. Giving a gift can open doors. Do you think we are gifted? We are gifted. Yes, we are definitely gifted. And that is the reason that we come together as a church. Now, that is opening doors or it is giving access to more important people. Now, important people are again you and me here. Now, we are very important in terms of going back and achieving that dream which God has given us. Amen? Amen. Go to the next slide. 1 Samuel 16, 18 says, One of the servants said to Saul, 
One of the Jesse's son from Bethlehem is talented harp player. Not only that, he is brave warrior, a man of war, and he has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. The moment you come, you come into that presence. You would see how things changes in your, you know, in your background. People would start talking good about you. People who would have told rubbish about you in last many years would start praising you. They'll start giving you more importance. They'll start, they'll start lifting your name like, you know, you are the one. They'll, they, I mean, wherever you go, whatever you do, things would automatically, you know, be changed or moved in your way as per your requirement. And it's, and it's, it can only happen, it can only happen if you are in a line with God. Like, that, that person, uh, you know, one of the servants, so here is, here is Saul who's trying to understand who is uh, this, this little guy, David. So this is one of the servants who is saying, uh, he is he's a talented harp player, not only that, he is brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He's also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. Now, that servant or that, that moment wherein servant is actually going and going to Saul and he's speaking about uh, David is itself a plan or it's itself a setup that is done by God himself. Uh, can, can, you, can you understand this? So imagine if we dream revival and if we start walking towards that, I'm very sure God is going to open up many doors. God is going to, God is going to change things around. God is, going to, God is going to provide us those things which we would think it is impossible. We would think it, you cannot do it. But God, God can change the course of things in any which ways. Amen? Are we, are we learning something? Can we go to the next slide? But David persisted, I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock. Next slide. I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to the death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of living God. Now the moment God is giving you access to that dream, you would be on that level of confidence that you would ever have been. Amen. Things are, are nothing in front of you. Now, you can just walk into a room and you can see people probably uh, looking at you as a leader. You, or or they, they, would, they, would, they would talk to you as if, as if you are one of the you know, biggest uh, you know, bosses in the company. That's, that's what God is... God is capable of doing. In humanly realm, we are not even worthy or we cannot do that. We, I mean, we don't have that you know, thing wherein we can change ourselves. It's only God who can promote you, who can transform you, or who can change you. Amen? So this is what, this is what happened. When, when, when God, is, God is anointing David, David is saying that, you know, this is my capacity. 
I, I not only, I've not only dealt with that, that bear and the lion, I can even go and hit that Goliath. And that Goliath is, of course, two times bigger than what he has actually handled. So now he has a confidence of handling a bigger problem which he had faced. So till now his capacity was to actually deal with a lion or a bear. Now when God anoints him, he has that extra confidence, he has that extra ability wherein he can go ahead and challenge that Goliath there. Amen? Are we learning something? Yeah? So the first point that we learned was, can we go back? God chooses you for this dream. So remember, we all are chosen one. We all are aligned to one dream. All right? The next point that we learned was, God supernaturally gifts you with what you need for that dream. Now we are there. We, we are supernaturally taken care by God in that case. All right, go to the next point. Yeah, this is where a lot of us struggle. You know, we feel good at the very first point wherein God chooses us saying that, son, you're the one. We see miracles happening in and around saying, God is giving me confidence. God is, uh, you know, providing me all those things that we want. But remember, I'm saying remember, God allows trials to test your dream as well. God definitely wants you to succeed. God definitely wants you to go to the next level. But God would also try to understand, are you consistent in doing that? So it's not easy. It's not easy. That, that dream that we have there, it's not easy. There are going to be trials. There are going to be troubles. There are going to be situations wherein you would feel, let's give up. I don't want to go a next step. I don't want to do it. I'm done. And this is where a lot of us loses that blessing which God has probably booked in. You know, God has kept that blessing aside. But God would put in a, put in a little situation to check, okay, is this person really in line with that dream which I have thought of? Let's take a verse there. James 1.3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Now, that is very, very true when you say, you know, when, when you're going through trials and you survive, you know, it, it, is, it is a point where you can trust God. You know, when, when there's trials, when there's problems, it actually gives you an opportunity to go back and see what he has done in, in all my life. And I thank him. But the key is to hold on to it. Not coming out of that particular situation saying that I can't handle it, but you have to handle it. So God is trying to test, like, whether are you capable of handling that situation or not. Now, if you look at the life of David, he was a kid. He was having fun time. He became the first king. But do you think his life post that was very good? Was, was smooth? Was, you know, was super like a king? No. Even after becoming king, there were trials which he has to go across for a very long time. Like, uh, 
he he of course was that kind of a celebrity in israel at that point of time but you know as you as you all have read you know saul was behind him saul was behind him to kill him to 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 you know of course saul was not really happy with this man not happy with what david is actually trying to do and he had to literally run for his life he had to literally run for his life stay in such places which you know probably no king would have actually gone that was a trial that was a that was a test for david at that point of time but what did david do did he give up no it says david was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughter and they began to talk of stoning him but david found strength in the lord his god amen david didn't give up if he had given up that day you know probably uh, david's reference in bible would have ended by then we wouldn't know what happened after that but david had that courage to say that no i won't give up right now i know it is testing i know it is uh, uh, no pressure situation but i i got to hold on i got to hold on what god has kept in for me amen let's go to the next slide now <clears throat> there would be trials at the same time god provides for you in the journey towards your dream you know it is as as simple as uh, uh, you know there are many instances when people came and helped that particular person now the dreaming revival concept that we have yes it is not easy it it is not probably possible from one congregation but god would plan it god would set up in a such a way probably every congregation around the city would come together and would walk towards it you know that is not in our capacity that is something which we cannot do but god is doing that for us let's take a verse hebrews 13 to 132021 says now may the god of peace who bought up from the dead our lord jesus the great shepherd of sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood 21 may he equip you with all need for doing his will may he produce in you through the power of jesus christ every good thing that is pleasing to him all glory to him forever and ever can we read this again 21 may he equip you with all you need for doing his will may he produce in you through the power of jesus christ every good thing that is pleasing to him all glory for him amen, amen. now now david was of course uh, uh, far away from his comfort zone you know he he had to literally uh, live in caves and, and and all those all those situation in those days but you know there were there were people like uh, uh abigal i don't know how do i pronounce it abigal abigal who was his future wife now of course we all know the story what happened uh, abigal gal abigal was married to uh, another person and uh, he was corrupt and david had asked or david had sent his men asking for some shelter and some food but uh, this man who was corrupt 
send back those, those people of David saying that, who is this guy? And how dare he can actually uh, ask me for food? And when David heard about this, he was frustrated. He, he said, I'm going to kill this person. I'm going I'm to kill this person because he has insulted me. But Abigail, who was wife of this, this person, she actually understood who David was. She understood David was the real king. And she actually created all the provision which was required for David and his men to survive. If you read this, Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine, five sheep that has been slaughtered, nearly a bushel of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 fig cakes. She packed them on a donkey. So it's not possible at times in your individual capacity. You need someone to play that critical role or someone to help you out in that situation. Now, if you are in that dream, there would be people who are assigned by God. Amen. Amen. And that is not you and me who can do it. It is only God who can change those things, who can God, who can bring those people to change your life. You know, there could be many instances wherein, I, I know of this uh, instance of my pastor back in Mumbai, wherein, um, wherein he was traveling in a bus. Okay, he was traveling in a bus and uh, there was a person sitting next to him. And of course, Mumbai buses are very crowded and, and he was sitting next to him. And this is the story that he shared long back. And God was telling him that you got to tell this person that God loves you. You got to tell. And, and this, this person, my pastor, he was, of course, so, uh, you know, terrified. Like, how can I tell, you know? It's, it's a public transport and I, I don't even know the person. And he said, no, no, I'm not going to do this. This would be really embarrassing. But with all the courage, he went ahead and he said that God loves you. And that person sitting next to him, he started weeping. And he said, who are you? And why are you doing this? Because this is the third person in the same day who is saying to me that God loves you. So this is how God would do. This is how God can change the plans that probably that person would be going through a tough situation. And this person sitting next to him had no clue. But God knows already. You know, like like this, this, this lady who could change uh, uh, David's path. That day, that, that, that pastor changed that particular person's path. Probably he would have been gone through, uh, going through some very difficult situation. But just saying that God loves you, you know, probably would have bought so much of peace in that person. Imagine he would have on a way to do something wrong. That would have stopped him. That is our God. That is our God who can change things unbelievably. Amen? Let's take the next point. God gives you direction on how to go about your dream. God not just gives you dreams, not, God not just gives you provision, not just gives you people to do that dream, but God will also give you direction how to go about that dream. How do we, how do we achieve that dream? Like in case of, uh, in case of uh, 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 David, if you see, uh, let's take that verse. 
It says, Lord says, I will guide you along with the best pathway for you, for your life, and I will advise you and watch over you. Amen? God says, I will guide you along the best pathway of your life. So God won't give you anything which is on, on a degraded level. He, he has planned something which is definitely the best. Definitely the bestest and bestest in the world. I will advise you and watch over you. And, but we'll have to be attentive. We'll have to be receptive to what he is actually telling to us. You know, the moment we go away from that path which God has created, you know, we are actually going probably a U-turn, you know, and then, you know, the dream is going more far from you. Let's take the next verse. Samuel 1, 23, 4 says, okay, first Samuel, sorry. So David asked the Lord again and again, the Lord replied, go down to Kelai, for I will help you conquer the Philistine. So who is this telling David? God. God is instructing. God is instructing. God is directing what David is supposed to do next. See, uh, you know, it's, it's simple to say that I'm working towards dream. You know, it, it's like you wearing that uh, uh, badge saying that, yeah, I am for this dream. But if you're not doing your background, if you're not doing your uh, work on a daily basis, you know, that is to work in line with God, that dream just becomes a title there. That dream, or rather, that would be more like a name of a website that we have. We are not doing anything towards that. Can we take the next verse? Yeah. God confirms your dream through other people. Amen? God confirms it, it through other people. And to get that confirmation, you'll have to be in that congregation. You'll have to be in that atmosphere where you know like-minded people, godly people, who understand the God at your own level. Understand the God at your own, uh, uh, you know, the way you think what God is. If you're not in that congregation, of course, you tend to lose focus. Yes, God is definitely there, but you need a support. You need a support system which can actually uplift you in your difficult situations. Amen? See, uh, that's, that's more human tendency. You know, we, we cannot be isolated. We cannot live in isolation for a really long time. Either we'll go mad or, you know, we'll, we'll die someday. We need a set of people to actually talk, to, to share things, to who can understand the things from our point of view as well. And that is where other people comes into the picture and other people plays a very important role. Let's take a verse there. First Samuel 23, 17. In life of David, there were many people who affirmed and confirmed that he is the real king. It says, don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel, and I will be next to you as my father, Saul, is well aware. Amen. Amen. Who is Jonathan here? Saul's son. Now, it took a Jonathan to actually help David to go away from his own father. Like, uh, Saul was behind him, and Jonathan was there to actually protect him and, and guide him out of that situation. Not just that, but he is conforming him that, you know, probably he would have called him bro. Bro, you're going to be the next king. 
You're going to be the next king, and I'm very sure about that. There were other people who have confirmed it. Can you go to the next slide? Is there one? Yep. First Samuel 25, 28 says, um, Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with the lasting dynasty, for you are fighting the Lord's battle, and you have, you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. These are other people who are affirming that uh, David is going to be the next king. David is going to be the, the first king of Israel that they're going to see. Amen? Amen. So do you think being amongst the same congregation is very important? Like-minded is very important? It is very important. It is very important to have that support system wherein we can go back and, and, and share things. You know, it doesn't need to be a pastor or, or a leader there, but every one of you has that responsibility, including me. And, and that's, that's where the concept of church really plays a key role in terms of achieving one dream together. You know, if, 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 if it's like a corporate thing, right? If a team is working towards one particular project, and if out of that, let's say out of 10 people, five people are not working towards it, Probably they are just doing a time pass in the office. Do you think that team is going to achieve that project with the timeline or deadline that is given to it? No. There is a deadline. There is a timeline even to our dream. Now the key is that we work together as one team here. And that again is only possible if you are aligned or if you are in with God on everyday basis. Amen. Are we, are we learning something? What have we learned so far? The first point. God, God chooses you for his dream. We have a dream. It's, it's not uh, something that we ended up here. You know, it's not like, uh, like Karan always used to say that I was supposed to go this way, I went this way and that became my church. No, that is not how it is. If you are in this church, there is a specific reason God chose you for this particular uh, dream that he has seen for you. God supernaturally gifts you with what you need for the dream. If you know that's your dream, just get into it. Just believe it. You would see changes. You would see things that God is going to give you and that you, you, you cannot believe it. Things would change supernaturally. Next point. Yes. This is where we got to be very careful. God allows trials to test your dream. You know, this is probably the second level. You know, God says, if you go past second level, then, you know, your dream becomes more easy. A lot of people, you know, get out at second level, where it's very shaky, where things doesn't look clear, where everything is dark, things doesn't go right. If you give your, the dream, is going to be a title. It's, it's just another thing. It's just the name of a website that you could find on internet, but it's not going to be a reality. God provides you for you in the journey. God provides you in the journey towards your dream. Not only supernaturally, but God, God is going to release those provisions that is required to achieve that dream. Now, that could be a community coming together towards one goal. Next point. God gives you direction on how to go about your dream. You know, 
God knows everything. God has that blueprint ready. You know, God would definitely give you, God would give you that direction. Okay, what is the next level? What is the next step that as a group or as a congregation or as an individual that you'll have to do for that dream? Next point. God confirms your dream through other people. Very important. We cannot take this as, 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 as a light, light, light subject there. It is very important. It's, it's not in a capacity. We can change things. I'm not saying that individually we cannot do it. But if I can do individually this, imagine like 50 of us or 60 of us that we can do it together. And what could be the impact and how we can actually fasten that process towards that goal. Amen? Amen. So remember, dream is free. Dream is free, but the journey isn't. To get to that dream, to achieve that goal, yes, you'll have to work hard. But yes, you'll have to be in line with God, what he is actually speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something? Yes. We are never, never too old to have a dream. At an individual level, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's basically our culture. It's basically, uh, it's in the, in the culture where uh, parents would say that, you know, if you have to achieve a dream, you'll have to start working at a very young age, and that's when you achieve, you know. Yeah, that is true. You know, earlier that you start, better you would reach. But it's, again, never too late to start off at any given point of time. At any given point of time, like uh, there was a, there was an understanding, like probably 20 years or 25 years back, that a pastor cannot be a young person. You know, he cannot be in his 20s, or he cannot be someone who is uh, uh, early 20s or la- uh, early 30s. He has to be someone uh, who has, you know, probably, uh, you know, salt and pepper hair, and uh, uh, someone who's in 50s and 60s. But, but. It's, 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 not, it's not true. If you have a dream, you can even start right now. Probably you are 20, probably you are 30, probably you are 50. You can start your dream at any given point of time. But yes, you have to be, you have to be in connection with God to get those godly dreams. Otherwise, it would be just Harley Davidson and Ferrari. Which, which, which is dreams, and it'll be, it'll be dreams. I mean, some people do get it. I'm not, I'm not saying that people. That's that's good to uh, dream those things as well. We need those things as well. We need uh, facilities. We need access to those modern technology and uh, uh, you know modern um, devices, which is there. Those are very important. Yes, you know how you can see how how it helps in our daily life. It help, it really helps, but you know. Those are, those are secondary dreams, as for my understanding. You know, our biggest dream, our biggest goal is always in align with what God has set for you. Amen. Amen. There could be dreams at your personal level. It could be a family goal. It could be an individual goal. It could be a, a, a community goal, a congregation like what is ours. You know, but in all these dreams, it's very important that you align with God in order to achieve that dream. Amen. Can we can we can we can we all uh, ask God to give us that courage? Yes, we are in that dream for sure, but we need some boldness. We need some courage so that we can 
achieve that dream. We can, we can go past that dream. We can, we, can, we can see that we can achieve within this lifetime. Not, even if it's not possible in this lifetime, probably things that we, we do right now can change the lifetime or the generations which is going to come. We could be those people who could, could be a game changer for other generations. So let's, let's try our best what we can and, and be in a line with God in order to achieve what God has uh, given us as a vision or God has given as a dream, as a church. Can we all do that? Amen? Can we all rise and pray? Can we all rise and thank God, first of all, for giving such wonderful dream? Oh, Daddy, thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this word, Lord Jesus. This is, this is not something which, which as, a, as a human wanted to speak, but it is you who wanted to, to share it to your children, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful word, Lord Jesus. We pray over this word, Lord, that we are going to achieve that dream that you have given to us, Lord. We as a congregation, we as a community are going to achieve the dream that you have assigned to each one of us, Lord Jesus. Lord, as we stand here, I pray that you give us more courage, Lord. We need your, we need your assistance, we need your presence to be there at every given point of time, Lord Jesus. Lord, without you, nothing is possible. Without you, nothing can be done, Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord, we need you to work. We need you to help us, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for what, what all you have done for us, Lord. What all you have done. We cannot thank enough, Lord. Whatever we do is not enough, but... But we just want to come down into your presence and say, we love you so much, Daddy. We love you so much, Lord Jesus. Uh, I, can, I can actually see this. I can, I can actually see this as a vision, as, as I'm praying. You know, I can see a cloud. I can see a cloud which is moving to a direction, which is the, which is the dream, which is the goal probably. And that, that cloud is nothing but, you know, we all coming towards, together, achieving one dream. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Daddy, for this word that you have given, Lord. Lord, I pray over everyone here, Lord Jesus, that you give them courage, Lord. That you give them boldness, Lord. Even, even at the time of trials, they won't give up, Lord. They would never give up. They would, they would be strong enough to hold that dream, hold that vision, Lord Jesus. God, we trust you. We know that you can provide those supernatural things which, is, which, which only you can do it, Lord. And we believe and we believe, Lord, that. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for placing different people in our life who has been, who has been that key 
to focus, who has been the key to understand or come closer to you, Lord Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all the provision that you have given in our tough times because of which we are here, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We hope this week's sermon from Bangalore Revival Center was a blessing to you. To remain connected or to visit us, find all the information on dreamingrevival.com.